We don't want to wait. We don't want to wait. I got a new ISP. You got a new what? <laughs> Internet service provider. Oh, ISP. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that what I said? Well, your accent made it sound like you said you got a new ASP. I was wondering what that was. I got a new ISP. Awesome. So, uh, Super fast internet. No interruptions. Your kid jumps on the internet. There's not going to be any. Yeah. Morgan doesn't have to stop her gaming. Yep. You know, out of, uh, you know, so. Mm. Edward is going to play volleyball, so there's no raising at the garage door. Sadie's not going to, you know. Burst out from under the bed and start barking like somebody's coming to kill us. Wow, this is a perfect night to record. Should we talk yeah. about an entire limited series? <laughs> yes, let's talk about the entire series of Maniac. We have 10 episodes to talk about today. And uh, speaking of 10, I just want to admit, uh, wish you, I uh, wish to see you this morning, but a uh, happy 10 years of Facebook friendship. Oh, <laughs> that's awesome. 10, I mean, can you believe that? I mean, I feel like I've known you forever. Right. I can't remember a time when we weren't internet friends. I know, exactly. (laughs) Aw. Well, uh, before I start crying, no. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let's talk about Maniac. So uh, let's. Yes. We we also have a a new format. Uh, We're trying not to make our episodes uh, really, really long. And if you're talking about 10 episodes of a series in the way we were doing before, we would talk about every single episode and re- recap what happened in the episode. So I'm kind of stealing something. I mentioned this to Steph uh, yesterday or day before yesterday, and, you know, she might have remembered. Uh, that we're gonna, I don't remember. <laughs> we're going to do uh, – I don't know if you, anybody out there listens to uh, The Walking Dead cast, but they do a thing called uh, Top 5. Uh, they, they kind of talk about their, the top five things they want to talk about most about the episode, and then um, – and then they just kind of like, okay, what did we miss? And then they move on, you know? So uh-huh. we're talking about 10 episodes of this series, Maniac. But I think it all kind of – I mean there are some episodic things to it. But I think it, it's all like one continuous story. So, you know, I, I figured we can do a top five of Maniac. And then, you know, if there's anything else we want to talk about after we're done with our top five. Um, and it could be like – Top five. Uh, you could be. It could be favorite things. It could be um, stuff we hated. Yeah, certain things that were just a, a moment, even just an actress, an actor, whatever. Um, top five things. So um, first, we want to actually uh, talk about what this show is about. So what stuff is Maniac about? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> No, because you won't like what I have to say. (laughs) (laughs) You can say what you think it's about, and I'll tell you what I think it's about. Oh. You don't have to give an opinion. It's just, what is it about? What Tell tell the people who maybe, I don't know, maybe are thinking about checking it out and might turn off before we get into any detailed stuff. What what actually is Maniac about? Uh, 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 It's uh, this weird show. Mm Mm-hmm. It looks retro. It looks like the 60s. It looks like the 80s. It looks like futuristic. Mm -hmm. You never know what year it is. Uh, It's about two people who are uh, their messes in their own ways. And together they get through this experiment or... Yeah, it's like a trial. This trial thing about this drug trial. Mm -hmm. 
and the people who are putting on the drug trial are just as messed up as they are. <laughs> and if, if not more they so. come together. Yeah, they come together and... Right now, over me. Right uh, now, uh-huh. <laughs> Shamchu. Okay, redemption cast joke. Uh, <laughs> yes, and it stars Jonah Hill. Uh-huh. Thin Jonah. Not, yes. not skinny Jonah, but, you know, average, average size Jonah. Bless his heart. Hey, he is an inspiration to me. I'm very much like, hey, man, you know, he's he's actually looking pretty darn debonair in some in some uh, of these scenes. And uh, I'm like, man, I, I could pull that off if I just put, put a little effort in. Are you still doing intermittent fasting? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I fell off the wagon when I went to Vancouver and filled myself yeah. up with poutine. And well, you know. Michaela, Michaela and Dave's great cooking and uh, just, yeah, vacation. So trying to get back on it. Wanted to do some exercising today, but then ended up hurting my back some at work, lifting computer oh, towers. No. Ugh. Oh. So it's like I look at the next thing I need to do, and it's like, oh, today we're doing, like, planking. <laughs> like, no, I can't do that right now. My back is killing me. Uh, so. Well, that's good that you have a, a set program. Mm-hmm. I just I just go in there and do whatever I feel like doing and mm-hmm. leave. Yeah. So Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill. Emma Stone. Emma Stone. Justin Thoreau. Yes. Sally Field mm-hmm. and, and other folks. <laughs> Sonoya Mizuno. Oh, you have Miz- the uh, cast list. I'm looking in at the IMDb. Yes, yeah, I know this, her uh, from Fujita. Yes, that's Fujita. She was in Crazy Rich Asians. Oh, cool. Yeah, I liked her. Mm-hmm. I liked her whole look with the big glasses and the bob cut. You know, is that a bob cut? Am I saying that right? Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yeah, the the wigs. There were some wigs. Multi- many, lots of wigs. Wait, 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 wait. You might want to save that for one of your fives. I don't see. I don't know uh, if you're going to be happy about the wigs or sad about the wigs. So, um, well, it's just they're a thing. They're the a wigs thing. are a thing. Billy Magnuson. <gasps> I like him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was in Game Night. Yes, that's right. Yep. Um, Gabriel Byrne is in this. Julia Garner. Um, yeah. Uh, Sting's wife. Sting's wife. <laughs> <laughs> James Monroe Agglehart. Yes. What was he in? He plays Carl. He was in this. the genie. Oh, on Broadway or something? Yeah. Well, I don't live next to Broadway, so I don't pay attention to any of that stuff. Is he in the new movie coming out? No. Oh, okay. I don't think so. I think he was in Hamilton. Uh, are you talking about Alexander Hamilton? Alexander Hamilton. Yes. Okay. Dr. Emil Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs> Julia Garner. Yes. Where do we know her from? Oh, Americans. Americans and Ozark. She's great. She's great. Uh huh. I really like her. Jamima Kirk. Yeah. Uh, from Girls. Jamima Kirk. She played Adelaide. Uh huh. And uh, where was she from? Girls. Girl. Oh, Girls. Well, no wonder I don't know her. <laughs> I've never mm-hmm. seen that before. <laughs> Um, yeah, so that's probably all the cast, but I definitely, we definitely have to mention, um, this is done by Carrie Joji Fukunaga, Fukunaga, mm-hmm. Fukunaga, yep, <clears throat> and, um, who helmed True Detective and Beasts of No Nation and other things. He was going to do it. Jane Eyre. Jane Eyre. I still have to see that one. Fastbender and Jane Eyre. It should be really good, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. 
And of course, also, I shouldn't say of course, because you know, m- many people may not know this guy, but uh, Patrick Somerville, um, who was behind uh, The Leftovers, one of the guys behind The Leftovers. And I, oh. I you know, that's where you have that uh, Justin Thoreau connection. Mm. Um, and then, you know, I think some of the... Uh, some of the vibes that we see through here, the apocalyptic stuff, the sad stuff, you know, it's very leftovers-y. It speaks to me in some parts of this show. Mm. So shall we start with our top five? Sure. Do you want to go first? Or you want me to go first? I will go first since something has actually popped in my head. Okay. Okay. How about the mother issues that Mantle Ray has for his mother? Oh, I'm glad you mentioned this. This wasn't on mine. Okay. So, okay. So what did you think about that? I don't know. I don't know what to think about it. <laughs> he created a computer in the com- in that has his mother's voice and has his mother's personality. And she falls in love with this other doctor. <laughs> yeah, Dr. Muramoto, who is very strange. <laughs> and then he dies. Yeah. And then the, the computer gets depressed Mm -hmm. so he has to go get his mother or somebody goes i think uh fajita she goes to get the mother Mm -hmm. and she goes into the computer and so she's talking to herself it's it's like two sally fields talking to themselves which is great yeah yeah i mean it is i mean i love sally field Mm -hmm. uh i'm i'm uh see like i enjoyed the you know Justin Thoreau and Sally Field for but when he they he started just like getting super depressed and throwing himself up against blinds and stuff at the end it, like really <laughs> like just his like um, his de- you know depression and and I don't know anxiety rather taking over uh, it, it ends up blinding him <laughs> at the end um, that I was just like oh my gosh like I have to say like. As much as I love Justin Thoreau and Sally Fields, like the stuff that was happening in the lab was like I was least interested in. Yeah, more interested in what was going on in the trial. Was Justin Thoreau was he cast correctly? Because I mean, he could definitely do the drama, mm-hmm. and I think he's very funny. But was he cast right? Was I, he the best person for the? <laughs> Yeah, I I liked him a bit when he came in. I think he was doing a great job. I love when like we first see him in that video, and he's super awkward. <laughs> um, and uh, uh, and then they bring him in, and um, I don't know. It, he it, it I, until Sally Field came in, it didn't seem like he had too much to do but play like super awkward. And I don't know. I don't know. I wasn't digging it as much as I really wanted to because I was super psyched. I was like, oh, Justin Thoreau's in this. I love that guy. Mm-hmm. But uh, so what – I mean did you end up liking the mother-son drama in this? Yeah. I, I ended up liking it. But at first it's kind of like sexual. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, the, the kissing on the lips, like the long extended kiss on the lips between those two. I was like, ooh. ooh. Yeah, and when Vegeta goes to get him, he's doing some kind of, I don't know what he was doing. I don't know what that was. <laughs> the suck tube. That's yeah. uh, that's one of my top five. No, I'm just kidding. I mean, it's part <laughs> of it, but it, it, it's part of something else. 
Okay, well, let's move on to that then. <laughs> what is that? Okay, so my first thing I wanted to mention was just I love seeing things that are set in the near future, uh, especially when it's stuff that you're like, okay, we're not there yet, but we are almost there. Like, Well, it's it's that 60s version of the future. Mm-hmm. Like when you go to Disney World and it's that futuristic look of how they think it's going to be, but it... We didn't. We didn't do that. Oh, Tomorrowland, yes. Yeah, Tomorrowland. Mm-hmm. So yeah, one of those things is James Mantle Ray and his suck tube, which was <laughs> so hysterical because you first see like him inside his CGI anime uh, tentacle sex <laughs> virtual reality place. And then when you see the reality that he's just this like he's like in his like underwear with this suck tube attached to him. He's completely bald. He doesn't have his wig on. And, you know, he's just, yeah, it's pretty pathetic. (laughs) But, like, yes, this is something that I could see. I mean, sex toys could be advanced enough to be attached. I'm sure there's something like that being made. I I wouldn't know anything about it, but... Yeah, I'm um, sure it exists. Um, But, uh, let's see, what else? There's the other futuristic stuff I loved, I wrote wrote down a little list here. Okay, so Ad Buddy, uh, again, yeah, this isn't something like this isn't something sixties. This is very much like this is where we're going. Like you can like consumerism and marketing is so uh, in our face and so uh, all encompassing that it's going to be something interactive and it's going to like they just don't they don't want just our money they. They want us. <laughs> and it's crazy because it's like, you know, you can get some cash, you can travel free by just kind of traveling with this human pop up. <laughs> uh, and even the toilet paper has ads on it. I don't know if you noticed that. <laughs> uh, and then also the advertising uh, the that Annie, Emma Stone's character, like sells her face. So her face is everywhere in these ads. So Owen starts to think that, like, oh, he's meant to be with her because he's seeing her everywhere. No, it's just because she sold her face. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other technology uh, we have uh, Annie's dad living in a little pod in his backyard, and it's called a void, which could be you know he's trying to avoid he things, avoid life, but it also is like this is a void, a place that is nothingness, and uh, you know he doesn't have to face any sort of reality in this little pod mm-hmm. in his backyard. He can't deal with anybody since his daughter died. Um, I love the animatronic koala that talks smack while he's playing chess against uh, Annie's drug dealer. <laughs> uh, so freaking funny. Uh, I, I Another great one is the friend proxy. Uh, yes. Uh, yeah, where she goes, that she tr- she she's trying to fake it and mm-hmm. and it doesn't work out. But the guy at the end that was the the uh, he's trying the- to be Owen. Owen, that's Ben Sinclair. He is from the best show on HBO, High Maintenance. Oh, really? Yes. So good. I just love how his whole thing ends. It's like, I hate my life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the friend proxy is just like you want to communicate with somebody and you can have like a test run with this friend proxy or you can't possibly have this connection with this person. So you can talk to somebody who's pretending to be that person, you know, um, 
And that's something I think, you know, like this whole series is a lot about connection and how we're connected. Mm, um, yeah. So yeah, not able, not able to connect because, mm-hmm. because Owen is just so disconnected from his family. You know, he friends. Yeah. 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 And I, and I think in this kind of, you know how we how we are on the internet how we're all like anonymous avatars roaming around you know uh here and there um unless you're podcasters and you talk to each other every week right your best friends um (laughs) and uh, um uh, but you know we're all like anonymous and you know we might not be the same people in real life as we might be on the internet and um i like that you know like like how artificial some relationships can be and it's artificial to the point where you can just hire somebody to act like that person <laughs> and that, and spend some time with that person anyway. But uh, my favorite one of this whole uh, near future thing is got to be this little sanitation robot. <laughs> yeah. One of my favorite parts of the series, I think is like maybe the first or second episode where I think it's Annie that's walking with the dog. Uh-huh. And the bot is just kind of sitting there staring at the dog, waiting. <laughs> just waiting. <laughs> um, so I love the little sanitation robot. All right. That's uh, that's my number one. That's your number one? Yeah, that was number one. Okay. Not everything is so like fully thought out or explicit. But okay. I, I so just want to num- talk about the tech. My number two would be, let's talk about the acting of Jonah Hill and Emma Stone. Okay. Uh, I really think Jonah Hill has turned into a really good actor. Yeah. I mean, he was- especially when we get to the, to the end where he's the, uh, the German Icelandic guy. <laughs> Snorri. I think that was amazing. Yep. <laughs> I, uh, I love that so much. Uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, if you want to take a detour, that's my number five. <laughs> uh, oh, the Icelandic guy or Jonah Hill's performance? Uh, mostly, mostly his performance, but the whole plot of Jonah Hill is Snorri. Like, and, like I really, you know, as you as I was getting to the end of this series, I was like, all right, let's wrap this up. You know, okay, I'm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I've been watching like Maniac oh, all well, week. Okay, see, I hated it in the beginning, mm-hmm. but as we got further into it i started getting into it and just like the cars oh, i started the noticing yeah i started noticing things mm-hmm. that i really wasn't paying attention to in the first place yeah no i was really into it in the beginning and started falling off towards the end but the end kind of rescued me but especially with this so and and speaking of being put off by something by the beginning when jonah hill starts talking as snorri i was like immediately put off <laughs> i was like Oh really? my god, really? Are we gonna is this this is ridiculous, you know? Oh, because it was so cartoony. It is so cartoony. But it was so freaking funny as he gets into the story about like how he ends up murdering this alien that's gonna solve <laughs> all their problems. <laughs> the, and then this the flashback to him just dancing with his little drink and they're having this great time, and then he puts his drink down and causes a microphone to feed, like Electrocute and explode Ernie, who was promising a cure to cancer and time travel. Uh, and uh, so now the earth is like, as they say, fucked. <laughs> well, so did you think that this show was this show is supposed to be a comedy? Do you think that this show was funny? Some parts of it were. Yeah, I thought now I thought 
the that story, uh, you know, with the German Icelandic guy, I thought that was Snorri with Snorri. Yeah. I thought that was funny. But other than so that, funny. I didn't find anything funny. Oh, gosh. I found other stuff funny. Um, but, okay, so let me just finish up. So, like, I love when Snorri is, has, apologizes to every country in NATO as he's being taken away. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, uh, and then... Uh, we have CIA, CIA agent Annie here to tell them she's like that the alien was actually here to, to literally serve man. You know, it's just like the episode of is that day stood still or was that Twilight Zone? I think that was Twilight Zone. Uh-huh. Uh, and uh, and then she starts executing inner demons, which means like this is giant shootout, a really awesome action scene. Um, as uh, and. Like amplified by the fact that uh, Snorri is just having the time of his life. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's like, uh, yeah, he's like, I've never experienced anything like this exciting <laughs> before. And she's so exciting and she's so cool. And I'm so taken with this. Yeah. So that was my number five. But you, let's let's talk about more about, you know, what you thought about Jonah Hill and Emma Stone's acting. Okay. Well, just like I, I, because because Jonas Jonah Hill is a comedian. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I think that he can do the different characters, but I don't think Emma Stone is a character actor. I think she's like a mundane, everyday. That is her. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like she doesn't do characters. And when they get to the um, the Lord of the Lord of the Rings, yes, part of the story. She's trying to do a British accent, and the little girl from the Americans can do a British accent. And then she—I mean, she, like, the little girl from Americans, I believe, is British. Oh, is she? I think she is. Yeah. Oh, probably so. So, but like quickly, the story goes to where Emma Stone can drop the British accent because mm-hmm. she's like it's up, yeah she's yeah more of her more of uh, Annie is coming through. So. Yeah, I just no. I'm. I was wrong. She's American. She's from the Bronx. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> um. So. Um. Yeah. I. I don't know. Um. I. I'm. I may feel opposite than you. Um. I found Jonah like when he's asked to be funny. Um. He was really good, but some of the like stone faced stuff that he has to do got a little boring, uh-huh. especially after uh, you know okay. he, when he was playing Bruce, that was good. Um, but once he's wait, playing, what's Bruce? Bruce is, is in the... Furs by Sebastian. It's what in Furs by Sebastian? Oh, okay. But when he's where playing he like Gold Tooth guy, yeah. Oh no, I thought that was good. Where he's the gangster son. Yeah, I wasn't a fan. I thought that was pretty good. Okay. Um, but Emma Stone, I just, I don't know. I, I think she's just, I don't know. I think she's dynamite. She's just, she's great. I, I think she's great. She, I think, she's very I think, unlikable to begin with, but I think once we uh, yeah. get into her stuff, she's, I, I find her very, uh, you know, I'm very empathetic towards her. I'm very. Yeah. I think Emma Stone is just one of those kind of actresses, actress that you just like them yeah. and you like them no matter what they're in. Yeah. 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 I mean, you know, and if she does try to do some character stuff, I mean, you know, the mm-hmm. the Linda role, I think, is her most, like, different than anything else that she does, the Long Island housewife, um, which is great that she kind of comes back to that at the end of the, ep- at the, at the, end of the series. 
Um, but um, Jonah, Jonah was all right. I mean, you know, he, he definitely did some different stuff than I've seen him in. But he's done a lot of indie stuff, and I'm, I'm fairly, I'm, I'm, I'm sure I'm, I haven't seen a lot of stuff. That he's oh done yeah, I've seen a lot lately. That uh, don't, uh, don't worry, he can't get very far on foot. Yeah, he's pretty good in that. Okay. And I'm sure there's something else that I've just watched that I can't think of right now. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you want to want me to go on to mine next, or you want to more talk more about acting? Uh no, that's good. I think we covered it. Okay, my my number two. We've done one and five, so now number two. Um, uh, Annie's story. Um, I uh, and and like I was saying, I definitely felt more engaged in her story than Owen's. Like, um, you know, and it's not just the acting. I think I was more interested in. Her grief processing than what was going on with Owen. You know, Owen was getting taken advantage of by his family, and it wasn't very clear what he needed to testify about until the end. Oh uh, no! But um, I, I disagree. Okay, but go ahead. Um, well, you can you can make Owen's story as one of your numbers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I I felt more engaged to her story, um, and you know. Part of it is Julia Garner is her sister, and I I love her. Uh, she's she's like this naive teen in Americans, and in Ozark she's she's kind of like this wounded badass. Um, have you watched the Ozark yet? Mm-mm. It's good. It's good. Um, but here she's just this kind of like sweet girl that that found some love and decides to move away with the guy, and then you know Annie is so sad that she just keeps like lashing out at her and being like bitter and mean to her. And, you know, even tries to, like, plunging the knife in in the hotel room where, you know, you know, emotionally by saying, like, it'll be better not having to worry about her anymore. And that whole joke where Annie's, like, trying to – pretending they're about to take a picture and then just takes a picture of her armpit. Uh, so cruel, right? And I was kind of kept, like, going, why is she doing that? You know, what the hell? It's not even funny. But it lands into this whole uh, fight over the camera behind the wheel of a car, which – uh, sends them careening in front of this truck and then over uh, an embankment. And that, that scene that they shot of the slow motion of the truck flipping in the air. And we see, we, we're, we're, you know, we have Ellie in the foreground and Annie in, in the background, but we're, you know, focused down on Annie. Like Ellie is completely knocked out probably from the first like flip. Annie is conscious. She's looking around She's looking, she looks at her sister like sadly, like, I have just fucked my sister's life. Like, this is like my idiocy. You know, this is the, this is the thing that she's going to play over and over and over in her head. And then just the sadness of her getting sucked out the window. And then we see from, we see where her scars on her shoulder come from is because she landed on this rock, you know, this uh, cliffside, and the truck kept tumbling down and, you know, and her sister died. And, you know, and it's just like, of course she survives, you know, and now she's got to live with this guilt. And it explains where, why she's addicted to this pill, because the pill we find out is something you take where you can face your, you know, worst trauma. And she's addicted to, you know, and some people can can get addicted to their own sadness, to their own grief. They don't want to get past it. They just want to keep reliving it over and over and over again. And hers is just because she wants to keep seeing her sister. 
Yeah, that was different. Yeah, that was something unexpected. Yeah, yeah, it was good because it was just like it was. It was. It turned out that Annie wasn't just trying to get high. It wasn't like she was just addicted to. Yeah, pill. she was because most to the of the time we grief. think that people want to avoid real life. They want to avoid their problems. Yeah, no. And this was the opposite of that. This makes her like experience it over and over again. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I just love how you know it turns out we, we have Gertie. Offering to let her stay in these fantasies forever And we have this The final scene between her and Ellie Is on that cliff And her having to say goodbye to her And then Gertie takes her away Um, I just thought that I loved that whole story Um, And you know It made me feel a lot more connected To Annie than I was to Owen So Well I did not (laughs) I don't know if it was just Because I was like I don't know if it was because it was so sad I didn't like it yeah, sometimes I'm addicted to sadness. <laughs> so tragic that it was just so sad that I didn't like it. Yeah. But I liked that Owen, like, just this, he's like, he's he has, um, he's not the outcast of the family, but he's self-ostracized himself from the family. Uh, and he's supposed to, I, I mean, I got all that, that, like, I felt like, this is, this is my number what, number three? Yeah. Okay, number three. Owen's story that he has to testify is has to be a witness for his brother. Mm-hmm. I felt like, of course, this series is going to end with him testifying, right? With being a witness for his brother, and I mean, I didn't care what it was about. Mm-hmm. Like it didn't matter. Just that everything he was carrying the responsibility, and he he everybody was uh, counting on him. His brother was crazy, dangerous, yeah. <laughs> and um, just I just felt the the whole weight of the responsibility that Owen had on his shoulders for uh, witnessing for his brother. I'd have to say, like, I felt a little bit more uh, connected to it during some of the flashbacks where you could see how the family is just like, he just basically humoring him, but really just in love with his other siblings, especially Jed. Um, Yeah. Even, you know, God, how about that scene where like Jed singing every breath you take? Yeah. (laughs) So creepy. And then Owen like tries to commit suicide and lands on the skylight. (laughs) Um, But yeah. It, I, I I felt more for him, you know, when he was testifying, and we do see like like he's able to see right straight in his face is the the girl that was her and the video where it happened. Um, and I, I did love. I was very much like rooting for him to. Um, and he called his brother like a monster. You know, <laughs> was, that, mm-hmm. was, that was really good. That was really good. I have yeah, to say, for I was to tell the truth. Yeah, I wasn't like I, I. I just say I was more engaged by Annie's story than Owen's. I, I, I was engaged in Owen, to Owen's story in parts. Uh huh. <laughs> I like the earthquakes and the what was up with Grimson. His brother, he has an imaginary friend who looks exactly like his brother that he sees every once in a while. Oh yeah. What did you get out of that? I mean, <laughs> like just the paranoia, just yeah. par- just paranoia. Okay. Schizophrenia and seeing things that are not there, seeing people that are not there. Cool. Shall I go on to my next one? 
Yes. Okay. Uh, next one I have is uh, the episode first by Sebastian. <laughs> I love this episode. Honestly, if there was a favorite episode, it would be Windmills, which shows, which is like the second episode and shows Annie's backstory and kind of fills in the blanks that are left by the first episode. You're like, what the hell is going on with this girl? Um, but the closest runner up has to be first by Sebastian because I love the 80s. <laughs> I love I love hollow notes out of touch on the radio. I love seeing a mini mall with Crazy Eddie <laughs> like there. Um you know what Crazy Eddie is, right? Mm, well, those prices no. are insane. Okay. <laughs> it was an electronic store. Its commercials are like everywhere. Um I think he got into some trouble in a, <laughs> that that business. I, look it up. I don't know. Um, but anyway, we have uh, we have Owen as Bruce, a mulleted uh, adult <laughs> who's got a good – he's got a great heart, you know. And then we have Linda. Uh, we have Annie as Linda who is just this you know, Long Island housewife with peroxide hair. That's, that's, that's peroxide hair, right? That's really blonde hair. Uh-huh. Um, Long Island working class couple. Um, I love that Bruce doesn't swear. He says fudge all the time. Um, and we see that Linda is a bit of a schemer and that's like, okay, we're getting, we're getting some of what like Annie, like, of course, you know, Owen is a bit doltish, you know, at times. Uh, but, um, Annie is always, you know, you just, at this point in the series, you just don't trust Annie. So when Linda runs a scam at the DMV, I love how, like, it's like she does, she refuses to go to window number 13. You're like, oh, okay. So this character that she is. Must be like um, superstitious or something like that. But it turns out that no, the other DMV clerk has glasses that she can see the computer screen reflected in. <laughs> it had nothing to do with 13. It was because the guy behind the counter in 13 didn't have glasses. So, like, immediately, I like, oh man, she's like this really smart scam artist. And so when she starts telling, like, I didn't trust her. So she, when she starts telling Bruce this story about, like, oh, I got to get this lemur. You don't understand. I was waiting. It was this dying woman's last wish to give it, give Wendy the lemur to her daughter. Um, I was like, oh, no, no. She's playing her husband and yeah. trying. she's going to end up trying to sell this lemur. Some, she's got some sort of connection to sell the lemur and get a bunch of money or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't trust her at all. But it turned. I love the fact that it turns out, no, no, she really did want to sell, get, get the lemur and do the right thing and get it to her daughter and do, do right by this lady that she was taking care of. Turns out the lady was kind of a jerk. <laughs> and uh, the daughter, um, Paula, uh, says it pretty much is a go fuck yourself lemur. <laughs> And her, her and her mother never got along And I think this was like Reflective of Annie and her mother's Relationship and I think her mother Like killed herself or something like that I, I kind of lost track of the Backstory there but mm-hmm. And then she says she's going to name the baby Greg F.U. Nan Nisland which was the name of the uh, The truck driver who was just Greg F.U.N. Nisland uh. But she was going to give the baby The middle name F.U. Nan Um I love uh, – oh, by the way, Paula is played by Alexandra Hendrickson. <laughs> uh, so uh, I love uh, the first shop. I uh, love Sebastian. I mean I don't love these people. but I just – these characters are just crazy. You know, Sebastian, yeah. OK, loves his furs. Like he's trying to sell Bruce these furs. He's you got to get these furs. It's, oh, how's that feel on you? He's like, have you been looking into bulletproof furs? And then when Bruce and Linda first leave, he's like – he like looks at the fur and he's like, ah, Stella, looks like we struck out again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
but he also has these sons and he loves his sons and he loves his guns. So when he, when the cops raid and he pulls out uh, gu- Uzis and he says, cause the, the cops are like fish and wildlife. And he says, I'm a grizzly bear. I eat fish and wildlife. <laughs> I thought that was so funny. Uh, the sons, uh, JC and Lance, which I'm like, are they making a play on NSYNC or something? Because they're dancers, but they're also kind of gay, uh, you know, because, uh, you know, Lance Bass, I believe, is is gay, right? So, mm-hmm. and uh, I love that because this is the first time we see them going into a fantasy, it is almost like they are you know, leaping into new bodies or something. So when we get this quantum leap call out during this part where I think it's JC or Lance, they look at the TV and he goes, Oh, Sam Beckett. What a babe. (laughs) (laughs) So funny. Uh, I also love their kid. Uh, I wrote down both, uh, both the jokes. (laughs) This kid says, so here it is. (laughs) What did the Buddhist say to the hot dog vendor? What? (laughs) Make me one with everything. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and uh, the other one is Did you hear about the restaurant on the moon? No <laughs> Great food, no atmosphere <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love those jokes so much So anyway, it's kind of like this wild uh, uh, Adventure And I thought it was really funny Really over the top at sometimes. And uh, I don't know, I had a great time watching that episode Yeah, it was uh, You know, boring suburban Life and they get a little adventure and a, mm. a shootout and, and I yeah. love how it comes back to like they're gonna she you know Annie shows up to see Owen and, and break him out of this uh, uh, you know hospital and so they're naturally gonna be Bruce and Linda because you know they had a little adventure as Bruce and Linda before so I don't know what is your what is the next one you want to talk about uh this is not a drill. But it's in French. I don't know why. <laughs> is that French or is that Italian? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think that's French. I think that's French. Say. So this is the one where he's got the mafia family. Why is it that, okay, Gabriel Burns' character uh, starting out when he goes to dinner with the family. You know, th- we think that, first we think Owen is poor because he lives in a tiny apartment. But we find out that he's got a place on his own, and he wants to be independent. He wants to be on his own. Right. And he has a very wealthy family. Well, Gabriel Byrne, his dad, you know, nice guy. But in this uh, dream sequence or whatever, when they take the seed pill, he's in a in the in a mafia family, and he's smart, and he wants to get out, and he wants to do other things. And he meets that girl in the diner, and they want to run away. It reminded together. me of uh, Baby Driver that that whole. Me too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And okay, and then the dad, the mafia boss, uses this. I mean, I was like shocked at the blood. I mean, it kind of <laughs> looked fake, you know. It looked CGI. Holy cow! But I was crazy. shocked that he used the. the 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 drill as fast as he did. Uh-huh. I was like, "Whoa, I'm not prepared for this." <laughs> yeah, and I love how his comments, his commentary on the battery later. He's like, "Oh man, you, you, these are you gotta great. have you a battery. Gotta have under charging or yeah, because the batteries run down." So I thought, "Oh, what do you think about that?" Uh, yeah, I like I said, I wasn't too much into his. I just it was like, "Oh man, this is a uh, this is." Why was there any in that dream? Wasn't she off? Uh, this is when they got separated, right? 
Why did they get separated? Um, this is when she's in the Lord of the to, Rings. They wanted to separate her. Oh, they wanted okay. to separate them. The the lab technicians, uh, uh, Mantle Ray and uh, Fujita. Okay. Yeah. What number was that? Four. Okay. My last one is a very quick one. Uh huh. Alice Beasley. Alice Mother Flippin Beasley as number eleven. I don't know if you recognized her, but as a Moonlighting fan. I immediately found I was like, "Oh my god, it's Agnes DePesto." <laughs> the the plucky receptionist from the show Moonlighting. Uh they even she even does like a Moonlighting reference uh when she talks about her husband Herbert, who uh uh Agnes had a husband Herbert on the show. It was played by uh Curtis Armstrong. Um and uh they didn't give her much but when we got to, we we go to her I I put out I, I wrote down two funny freaking Alice Beasley moments which was one she's reading Black Beauty and she says when is this fucking horse going to die <laughs> oh. and the other one when um CIA Annie and uh Snorri are escaping in the elevator they open the doors and it's the wrong level and there's just Alice Beasley floating in the air with blood just like rising from the floor <laughs> and it's like oh wrong level <laughs> I loved that so much uh, but it's so nice to see her she I think she's done a lot of like voice work she pops up on guest roles on different things but um, I think I saw her on Gotham yep yep I, maybe, I did see that in one of her credits maybe bored to death yep yep that too um, I don't know but uh, yeah I mean she was on Moonlighting so yeah, I immediately like when I, I recognized her face as somebody from the eighties mm-hmm. or, yeah. or whatever. So it was really cool to see her again. You got one more? Can you squeeze one out just like one of those diamonds? Oh. <laughs> Can you pee uh, a diamond out? Uh, <laughs> Do you know what I'm referring to, by the way? No. <laughs> uh uh Anya needed more uh diamonds and uh Alea uh, could only get them by pe- urinating them. Elves urinate diamonds, so um, okay. That that was just a funny moment. I don't know what I. Let me think. I don't know. I don't know. Steph's going to be better prepared next week, folks. <laughs> I'm going to remember this next time. <laughs> well, okay. So, um, because uh, I, I like think the- I did really well to get four. Yes, you did. <laughs> And honestly, I, I like this. I like having a little – we've been trying so much to just advance as podcasters from just going from me reading off my notes and recapping things and going, that was cool, <laughs> to actually well, having a, dis- a discussion. Well, I mean I don't want you – I don't want us to have to put so much – I want it to be entertaining and not sound like just the – you know. Yeah. I want it to be good, but I don't want us to have to right, feel like we have to work yeah. at <laughs> this. I'm just going to go through my notes because I, of course, have like, you know, six pages of them from uh, watching the show. I'm just seeing if there's. See, I didn't take notes and I watched this weeks ago. <laughs> See, you must have a better memory than me because that's the, that's the reason why I take so many notes because I have a terrible memory. Well, I do too. I'm afraid I'm like, I don't remember details. Yeah. Um,. Well, I mean, okay, we didn't mention anything about the uh, the seance and the uh, Ollie Hightower, the magician, and the Arlie Kane. 
and that was a that was a pretty good one. I, I found myself getting a lot of, very confused. <laughs> See, I don't <laughs> even know what you're talking about. When you know they he picks her up in the limo and then has her dropped off, but then she ends up finding her way there, and he's like doing card tricks. Oh. And yeah. uh, they're looking for like the lost chapter of Don Quixote. Oh yeah, they're like exes or something. And that's when they're that's when they're first trying to separate the two of them and realizing that they're connected because they try they zap her out and then all and all of a sudden she just reappears in a room next to him because <laughs> mm. they're trying to take her out of there. Um, that was all right. Um, okay, I did like uh, Dr. Greta's. Um, Book, I'm Okay, You're a Bitch. That was a funny one. Um, I like that she called her, I don't know, her prostitute. That's what her son called him. Julio. Kept on saying, Julio, Julio. Like, I'm sure his name's Julio. But, um, and I, I, I do have to mention that it is, that was a gorgeous episode. Even though I didn't get as much out of it as I wanted to, uh, the, the whole Elvin thing was really gorgeous uh really mm-hmm. the cgi in there is just amazing and i thought you know the makeup work was pretty cool too um anything yeah and the the miniatures that was cool yeah yeah we had like little, um, little small annie yeah in that episode uh, uh with the dancing i had no idea what was going on yeah that was the the seance episode the yeah they're, all of a sudden, they're dancing with, uh, I think it was Miramoto, who's, like, being held to life by some sort of, like, headset that he's got on. Yeah. <laughs> because Greta wants to keep him alive. Um, But, uh, you know, I, I did send you a video about some of the, like, little Easter eggs or whatever. Um, you know, look it up, folks. They're out there. Um, but they- Yeah, all the Don Quixote. Like, I don't know... Yeah. I didn't read Don Quixote. I have no idea what it's about. I right. know that a lot of people do, and I just don't. We were just talking about it in the last season of iZombie. <laughs> was it the last season? Or was it was season four last. Really? See, I, I don't know. Major I, rescuing, I know. Um, what's her name, from the, the high tower, the uh, well, Don, Don Quixote plays in the background. Hmm. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, whatever. Um, but the reference I love... I, um, I definitely caught and was worried about, but then it turned out all right. Was the graduate reference when they finally get in the car together, and it's like you know, mm-hmm. go to Salt Lake City with me, and uh, they drive off and they're kind of smiling and laughing, and then they just kind of stop, and I'm like, oh no, they're doing a graduate ending where they're just going to stare at the camera, and it's like you know, oh, it's, <laughs> is this is this a bad thing? Is this sad? Um, but then they end up kind of like smiling anyway, so I was like, oh, good. <laughs> I don't have to worry about these two. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. I mean, it was a good ending. Yeah. It was a good ending. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that was us talking about 10 episodes of Maniac. Imagine yeah. that. <laughs> we did that in 51 minutes, according to my unedited uh, recording. Um, probably even shorter once I edit. Um, anything else you want to talk about? No, I'm ready to move on. We're ready. We're ready. We're ready. We're ready. Next week. What's next? Next week, Chaos Reigns. Chaos as in C-A-O-S, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. I mean, I just used a tagline they've been using, Chaos Reigns. Um, oh, I had no idea. Yeah, yeah. I don't know anything about it. I don't want to know anything about it. I just want to watch it. Exactly. I did watch a horror movie with Kiernan Chipka in it. 
um, recently, and it was all right. <laughs> what was that? Oh God! Now I have to look it up. Oh, that's okay. I'm try. I've started watching the Haunting of Hill House. Yes. See, it's okay. Oh, keep oh, watching. It's, it's great. Okay. It's six feet under. It's too much ghosts. going back. It's too much going back and forth. Mm-hmm. Okay, I can't keep up. That's like, good. What year are we are now? I don't know. One thing you're worried. The one thing you can have a, you have a problem with watching that show is which sister is this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they all look alike. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 That movie is called The Black Coat's Daughter. Hmm. Yes. And it was done by the guy. That did his name is Oz Perkins. I wanted to watch it because he also did I Am the Pretty Thing That Lives in the House, which I ended up not even watching anyway. <laughs> I don't even I've never heard of that. Yeah, it's a Netflix movie. Um but anyway, we're gonna be talking about three episodes of Sabrina because you know, we could – these are 10 episodes. We could power through it in a week. <laughs> we could power through it in two weeks. But I, I have a feeling we're going to have a fun time watching Sabrina. I don't know much about it other than it was going to be a Riverdale spinoff, but it's now not. It's its own thing. Um, but it is in the Archie universe. Um, and uh, I don't know. I'm hoping to have like another kind of Buffy-ish uh, Vampire Diaries kind of thing to talk about. If it's got like yeah. good stuff like the you know the darkness of Riverdale, uh, and it, I think it should be fun. Yeah, you don't, you're not familiar with the '90s. Never watched uh, it. It's you know it's very wholesome and yeah. cute and funny, and this looks like. <laughs> A crazy version, a yeah. dark, real dark, a version. twisted version. I'm gonna yeah. try. I'm gonna try to read the comic, at least uh, the first like trade of the comic that it's based on. And I also got a hold of um, some of the uh, old Sabrina comics as well. I might read a little bit of that and tell you uh, about some of it as well. Okay. Since we're only doing three, we're gonna be talking about, uh, and this is gonna be fun. This is another series that both you and I have never seen. <laughs> Um, we're going to be talking about October Country, The Dark Baptism, and The Trial of Sabrina Spellman. I love that she's a witch and her last name is Spellman. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I think the following week we're going to do four episodes, folks, and then the final week we'll do three and wrap it up. And then we'll move on to the next thing. Yeah, because... Nobody will be talking about it yeah. after that. Yeah. Just like Maniac, nobody's talking about Nobody. it. Nobody, yeah, yeah. I mean, they there's... everybody binged it the first day it came out. Yeah, they wrote their thing pieces, published them, and they're done. They moved on. Yep. Meanwhile, I'm screaming on Twitter for people to watch Haunting a Hill House because it's perfect Halloween fair, and it's six feet under with real ghosts, and I love it. That was my problem mostly with Maniac because I kept wanting to watch Haunting a Hill House. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Highly recommend it. We're, we probably won't talk about it on here unless you actually power through it and let me know what you think. But all right, so uh, talk to you next week about the first three episodes of Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Yes. Bye, everybody. Bye.